Hey, this is Billy. This is Sam Hastings. And thanks for listening to Spill the Sauce Podcast. All right, Sam, we're back at it for another week, another episode. Um, this time we got something super exciting. Uh, we got someone with fame, someone with stars attached to them. Uh, no, I, I caught an eye of our next guest. Uh, they were featured on Munchies, which is a pretty huge food platform on YouTube. Which yeah, Munchies is huge. Yeah, I mean, they're pretty, like, they're like the sub, you know, like the food channel for Vice or, you know, like that kind of thing. So. They're pretty big. I come eye on that. Uh, he's from the Bay Area. He specializes in making arepas. If you're not familiar with what those are, I'll let Chef Victor kind of go into that in a second. But they're a very underrated item, I would say, in like the Latino com- food community by far. Um, I know there's a spot in Vegas that does it really well, which is why I assume that you had it, Sam, but you had it from somewhere else. But um, without further ado, I'm going to let in Chef Victor here to our Zoom. And we are recording, eh? We are recording. I'm super excited awesome. for this. Someone friendly from my neck of the woods, San Francisco Bay Area. And here we have Chef Victor. How you doing, brother? Good, good, man. Thanks for joining our uh, podcast. This is Spill the Sauce, kind of like me and Sam's place, where we just kind of talk shit about food, or we like to have on certain guests that we think are you know, super cool in the space or doing some cool things. Which is why we have you on, man. We think what you're doing is pretty cool and special. Uh, do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself a little bit? Sure. Uh, my name is Victor Aguilera. I run Arepas and BC here in San Francisco. Uh, right now, we're doing a lot of pop ups here at Maze on 433 Polk Street every Wednesday. And I do Arepas and Palana, Pequeños. And here and there, I'll do a couple of deliveries on my city. Sick, dude. I mean, the way that I definitely found out about you was through your Munchies feature that just came out a couple weeks ago. Um, and yeah. since then, I asked, I'm from the San Francisco Bay Area. I grew up in the Sunset. Uh, but I, since then, I've reached out to friends or like people in the Bay Area. Like, have you guys had this before or heard of it? And I've had probably the most response was like, besides that I've had it, was my friends were saying, we haven't had it yet, but we've been hearing a shit ton of good stuff about it. Which is good, dude, because like, the word of mouth is obviously like the best thing for someone like you could have. Uh, but for, I would say for our, I don't want to say like uneducated guests, but for those who don't know, can you explain what an arepa is? Sure. An arepa it, um, comes from South America. Uh, it's very popular in Colombia and Venezuela. It's made out of masa. The best way to describe it is really, you can think of a pita bread that was freshly baked, a deep fried. So it's going to be crispy on the outside and soft on the inside, same shape. And then you really fill it with whatever you want. Uh, it's our sand, our staple sandwich substitute of bread. So my most popular one and traditional Venezuela has uh, shredded beef, fried beans, uh, um, I mean, fried plantains, black beans, uh, shredded cheese. And it really just combines uh, all these flavors in, in, in it. But you can really just put anything you want inside of it. And the masa just makes it completely gluten free. Uh, which gives uh, a lot of people like a lot of options for it. Oh, they're killer. And, and especially that you mentioned the whole gluten-free aspect. But I, was, I was mentioning Billy at a restaurant I opened in a, a city near here a few years back. Our gluten-free like eggs Benedict version was on like an arepa stuffed with uh, like a mozzarella cheese with, you know, the poached egg, the hollandaise, a little carnita on it. Banging. I loved that. It was fantastic. Yeah, that sounds really good. 
Um, um, so I'm curious, like, why, like, you know, what got you, like, why one day you just woke up, you're like, you know what, I'm just going to make arepas, and that's what I want to do, or, like, you know, what kind of got you into that direction? Or why so, food in general? So, like, maybe four years ago now, um, I was tired of work, I was working for Pinterest and the Academy of Art University, I was being a chef for both, uh, corporations, and... I just got really tired of working for the men and not making enough. So I got to work around like 8 p.m. that night. I made 25 arepas, I packed them up, and I just rode my bike to like different bars and I sold them in, a, in like an hour. This is before the pandemic. And then like right after that, I like got home and I told my girl, like, yo, I think I just want to make arepas and figure out how to do it and sell them. And from those sales, somebody hit me up and I got a job opportunity running a, a Mexican restaurant. It used to be an executive chef, and it was my first time really having that role. So I look at it and I'm like, I'm going to make mistakes. Let me do somebody else's money and learn a little more before I jump the jump the gap. And then the pandemic came through uh, and really um, uh, gave me the time, and not only time but necessity to really do something. And um, and I started putting together, okay, the thing that we're going to have, but it was busy. My fiance made for me a log, uh, our first logo. And then uh, from there, we just made a menu, blasted it online. We got a few sales. Uh, I had like maybe three or five customers the first week. And then I landed a, an article with Eater SF, and from there, it just really blew up. And, and how long did you start before the pandemic? Um, no, that was like right on the, like a month after the pandemic, I started doing that. Cause like a month passed by and I'm like, okay, like nothing's changing. Uh, I need money. Like there's like nothing's opening. And I'm glad that that really worked out because, um, um, I, I how long is it still before yeah. things got back to normal, you know? Dude, it's been going way too long, and it's cool to see, you know, COVID was a terrible thing, but something awesome came out of it from you, so that's a huge positive. Yeah, totally, that's that's what I was about to say. Thank it you. Was, it started, like, you know, you said, like, and, and we were all in that position, too, like, when the pandemic hit, we all needed some kind of income or some kind of money to come through, so it's just kind of cool how you turned, like, a hustle into, like, like a, like a passion almost, kind of, you know, into, like, or this big thing, you know. So what's, I know you're, like, you're in the Bay Area, and there's, like, a big, there's already, like, a big love for the Latino community, the big area. So how has that been, like, just dealing with all that or getting your kind of arepas, like, across the whole, like, neighborhood or cross-market? It was, uh, it was very difficult. I had a lot of support. But in the beginning, I didn't have the best system. So, like, I was getting reached by WhatsApp, Instagram, phone calls, text messages. It got really overwhelming. Um, but sort of, like, after we put everything together, uh, organize everything better, and really start uh, executing uh, the sales properly, uh, it worked out really good. And everybody was work, uh, was loving the system. Everybody understood that I could only do certain sales, like, uh, an amount every day. Because... Um, you know, like we went, I went from doing like maybe one or two deliveries a day to doing like six to 15. There was one time where I was at 20 deliveries in a day. And by the second week, my legs were just like, they were gone. They were destroyed. 
I started getting help by a couple friends. Um, a friend built a ordering site for me. My fiance helped me with the website, and then from there, I was just getting orders online and uh, and really just uh, uh, being able to move forward. Uh, now, with everything opening up, it did slow down a lot, and really, like people were just not as. Uh, you know, people wanted to go out. They didn't really want to order from somebody cooking from the house or anything more. So I started uh, looking for other options, and now I'm doing uh, the pop-up here uh, at this bar every Wednesday. And I'm doing a, and then I do a lot of private catering on the side as well. So it really opened up a lot of doors for me. So for those who are listening, Chef Victor delivered his orders on his bicycle in downtown San Francisco, which. Isn't it like the easiest thing to do in downtown? Oh, no, it's straight up or yep. straight down. Well, that is the hills and it's like the traffic. The amount of people that are in the street yeah. every day, like that's insane. Like I kind of used to bike like when I was a kid around the city, but like never in downtown. Just because I knew like it was an insane move to do. Like it's, it's crazy what they do. But I mean, when you see him, if you, and I encourage everyone to please go watch his munchie speech because it's super cool. But you kind of see him like kind of biking along. When they show him biking, they show him biking on, like, this long, like, windy road, which is fair, but, like, I noticed, like, not what he's doing. He's going, like, you're pretty much in the neighborhoods, right? Like, in the Mission District or, like, just all around, like, in houses and cars all day long. I mean, just being a biker in SF is, like, it's his own thing. It's his own, like, obstacle. But, like, delivering food in it, too, is, like, whew. It's, like, a beast thing to yeah. do. Yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely really uh, hard to ride out here. Some hills are just... You know, they do make you want to get off the bicycle. It's, it's, um, it's crazy, dude. <laughs> yeah. um, but I, I, you know, I loved it that I was doing two of my passions and really just like going out there. I think like I really put myself in one of the best shapes I've been in my life. And, and yeah, it was just really crazy that everybody was just loving what I was making. So that meant a lot for me. That, that, that really kept me going to just like, wake up every day and just like prep again and start over again and then uh the the, the night and then at night just prep all over and you know it was uh it it is it, it is a lot of hard work doing it from the house because you're space limited but man honestly i can't wait to like i get everything in a better place to afford a food truck and really just push out there or or uh or find a sponsor for a um a um, brick and mortar. Is, is, is like a that... food truck would be amazing for like an arepa concept. Um, yeah, I think that would kill, man. I don't even think a brick and mortar would be necessary. You could literally just crush it in a small confined area and be mobile. I think that would be amazing for you. Yeah, I would like to be mobile that way. Because if I stay in one place at FSNBC, we'll have to change something. <laughs> yeah, it's so. Is that the future of plans? Like to eventually make like a brick and mortar and have it a full time thing? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. That's that's definitely the dream. Um, it's right here. Um, um, sorry, you just no got real quick. <laughs> he's on the move. He's on the move. He's I mean, he's literally yeah. on the move. I am on the move today. Uh, <laughs> But uh, uh, and I apologize that you caught me outside. What traffic has been insane today? No, no, Let me sit down. It's, 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 it's pretty cool to see like the vision for like again from like just like a side like a like a hustle like for, from necessity to like making to like a, you know like a bigger thing a kitchen or like you know a food truck. But 
I guess besides repas, like, is there anything else that you'd be willing to get into, like different style, like Latin cuisines or like anything else? Uh, definitely, you know, I've been, I've been cooking for like 14 years. So when it came to like really putting something together, I'm just like, okay, what am I going to do? And I felt that by, I felt like, you know, I almost went Peruvian because my fiance is Peruvian. But I felt like going out of my roots was going to be too much. And staying in my roots just really brought me closer, uh, not only to my grandmas, because I just kept going back and forth, like, hey, how do you used to do this? I remember you used to do that, blah, 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 blah. Um, but it also just, like, made me respect and love where I come from more. And definitely miss it, because I, I, I miss a lot. Uh, I miss Venezuela a lot. And I don't, I don't, I don't know if I would have been complete if I would have done something else apart of arepas, honestly. That's killer. I mean, obviously, you must be into spice or something. Are you familiar with Severe Foods, the hot sauce company? That, which which one? Severe, S A V I R. I can't say I am. I'll have to. I'll, we'll we'll chat online. I'll get you his information. But right. he was on Hot Ones and everything. Um, but it's all Peruvian, like. All of his hot sauces, all of his recipes are essentially like Peruvian basics where he'll add other things on to make them different. So his whole lineup's kick ass. Um, I think you and him could do some really cool shit, but, but I'll get you his info, man. That'd be really cool. Lately, um, with the pop-up uh, that I've been doing, it started getting boring doing the same menu every week. So recently, uh, months ago, I started doing a different menu uh, weekly where I'm still doing traditional arepas. I'm still doing like a couple of traditional ones, but then we're doing like a different crazy one. Like this week, we have a arepa burger, and that one's going to have a smash patty with like small onions and fried potatoes on top with like yeah, different dude. types of sauces and, and two types of cheese. So, you know, you're going to have this crazy beast in there, and then like the week before we did a seafood arepa which is you know i couldn't try it but everyone was like loving it uh i'm allergic to shellfish unfortunately oh. uh, it sounds then, it sounds sweet, yeah that sounds dude. delicious though man yeah so now we're so now i'm like i am i am uh changing it up a little bit and corn season starting too so now i'm gonna go back to uh doing uh we have this dish called cachapas and that usually calls a lot of attention. So I'm pretty excited about doing that with uh, some handmade cheese. Ooh. What's the, uh, I guess we'll get into like, the weird questions now. Like, like what's like the weirdest thing you put on the rebas? The weirdest thing. I would think it was the seafood. I was very confused uh, how the texture was going to be. But I ended up deep frying the arepa so the arepa was crispy. And then the soft, and then it, it, it really matched up with the softness of the shrimp. Um, but where it is, where it is, where it is. Like, I'm not sure. I don't, I don't think I've put anything too crazy. Like, can there I mean, I think in the realm of arepas, probably seafood has to be out there to a degree. Yeah, that and, and you know, experimenting with jackfruit was pretty, uh, pretty interesting. Um, but, like a vegetarian option. Yeah, yeah, I did a, a I did a jackfruit carnitas, and I will have a friend in Oakland. Uh, her name is Naya. She will have it. She will grill it and prep it for me. Eventually, I took over, 
but she helped me out come uh, come up with like a new vegan dish this and at first i never had i never knew what jackfruit was never knew what it tasted like and then uh when i was in florida visiting a friend made me an arepa and he's like hey try my jackfruit arepa i couldn't believe how good it was and then from there i uh, i i made a vegan substitution um which freaking blew everybody's mind up and the same yeast so it's just uh, very practical for other dishes along with what i already made that sounds really really good can there be like a dessert arepa yeah yeah so there's um you make a pamela sort of like a like a sugar reduction and it makes a kind of like how we make the panadas uh-huh. so it makes a brown dough and then we just put some anise star and you deep fry it and it's um it it, it puffs up in bubbles so it's very skinny and, and and airy and then you eat it with cheese that sounds really really good i there's i don't know if you if it's still there or not, but I was just telling Sam, the first time I've had repas was in Vegas. It's this place called Viva Las Repas. And the guy was like... Yeah, yeah, they're still there. Oh, they're you know that there. place? Yeah. So, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So, so I know the owner, uh, Chef Felix, I think. He's a super, super cool dude. Every time I go in there, he like wants me like to just stuff my face with him. But he's the one who like, he's like, he's always telling me like, hey, it's a repa. It's like, it's not like, he's always telling me, man, this is a repa. It's not like no taco. It's not no burrito. Like that stuff's good, but this is a repa. I was like, all right, all right. Like I know what it is. It's like, I just always think of him every time I think of like a repa. So shout out to them. They're pretty cool. Um, yeah. I guess like what are, I mean, you, you kind of said one, like an American style, like smash burger kind of repa. Is there like, can you do like anything else? Like maybe like an Asian inspired one or like some weird uh, like left field ones? Like ever thought of doing those? Yeah, actually, uh, in three weeks, I'm doing an Asian-inspired one with some pork belly. Yeah. Asian. What's, um, what's in that? And one? then, uh, yeah. Do like uh, a rape, uh, like a bow kind of twist. I mean, you could do a little pickled carrot, cucumber with the pork belly. Oh, amazing. Poison. That, that's, yeah, that's exactly sort of like what I'm going <laughs> for. It's going to like straight up look like a, like a soft bow. And yeah, I, um... I was uh, having ramen the other, the other day, and, and they had uh, they have those with crispy chicken. So I'm doing this week with uh, that week with pork belly, and then I'll be doing one with uh, crispy chicken as well with fried chicken. That should be pretty dope. Uh, are you so, so with your pop? Is it always gonna be from like pork, or like do you pop around different places, or like what's the situation like? So right now I'm hunting more places. But my job keeps me pretty busy, so I I, I like how steady I, I'm, I'm at Maze every Wednesday. So I'm there every Wednesday, 6 p.m. to 12 at night. Uh, uh, we have karaoke. Karaoke starts like around 9 p.m. And it goes all the way to 1 a.m. So sometimes you hear me sing. And I'm not saying I'm good. So, <laughs> but... Dude, sign me up. I'm a sucker for that shit. Uh, when I was younger, I liked to just sit there and just laugh at everyone and then when i got older i'm just like dude they're having way more fun than me um i love it yeah uh i'm curious you you, you said you were in the chef like you were a chef before you've been in the food industry for a long time was that right yeah and how'd you get like your experience was that like in san francisco did you start out cooking or was that like elsewhere like where did that experience come from so um i um i started cooking in florida when I was uh, about 17 in a Japanese restaurant, 
And then I just being, I just, uh, I went to school for a couple of years, but I only went to a technical center because, you know, school is just too expensive. I just wanted a degree. Say, so boom, got my degree. And the rest of the experience I really learned uh, from the restaurants that worked down there in Florida. And then when I moved here to San Francisco, I really thought I knew my shit. And then I get here and there's like a whole new world of like, you know, like of respect for the cuisine. And it, the life for a chef out here is really a lot better in the West Coast than I had in the East Coast. Um, I didn't know what a break was until I moved to the side, <laughs> per se. And, and you know, that, and then I, I hear they're giving me a break, and they're like, you're getting trouble if you don't go on a break. And I'm like, what? California. <laughs> Probably like staff meal or comida, because, I mean, with my chef experience, there's definitely been restaurants where you're not stopping. You don't eat shit. And it's fucking miserable. And then you go to the place where they take care of you, have like a little staff meal with your boys. It's so rewarding. It's like engaging with everybody getting together. And a little bit goes a long way, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really does. So I can say that when I moved out here to the West Coast, I definitely doubled my knowledge. And I'm still learning, still learning every day. What are, what are some of your favorite restaurants in San Francisco? Um... Let's see. For Korean food, I really like season. They're very, very. Uh, they're on Post Street. Um, they're they're super sweet. Uh, I like to get burritos at this place called uh, Taqueria del Sol on Geary. I say very local, you know. Uh, um, there's this really good breakfast place in I think it's Sunset called Zazi. If you have a date, yeah, if you have a date, I'll take yeah. it there. Um, and uh, let's see. For ramen, I have two places. Uh, I have Mensho Tokyo, which is on Giri. If you don't mind standing in a line for a while or you get there early, then, you know, it's, it's worth the wait. And Ipuzo. And then, for, and then for Spanish food, I really, for Peruvian food, I'll, I'll, I'll leave this one last. Um... El, uh, el, el, faro, uh, el farolito. Oh, I'm trying to think of the name. No, that's a Because uh, uh, there's a Argentinian empanada place that has the same name. Mm-hmm. But uh, for this one, let me uh, let me look it up real quick. <laughs> yeah, San Francisco's uh, like mission districts is, or like any district in general. San Francisco is like a shit town, like Latino inspired community foods, but like. I always think it's like pretty Mexican heavy driven. Like I'm excited that you're about to say it's Peruvian pick right now. Yeah. yeah. True Spanish would be yeah. sweet. So, all right. So I got it. El Porteño. And El okay. Porteño is down south. Uh, it, it's south, it, it's uh, south of Mission. Um, it's not the Argentinian place. It's Peruvian restaurant. And everything there is really, really traditional. Um, you know, you have great restaurants like La Mar. But compared to them, uh, they go uh, way above and beyond on, pla- on flavor. Oof. That's oh, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you go hard as fuck, man. That Don't worry. Good. Uh, no, uh, but it, 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 for for how simple and small that place is, oh my god, they're just really, really good. I if it wasn't if it wasn't so far, I'd probably go there every week. I like I like your ramen pick. Ipulo, I think, is a very good like ramen restaurant. You talk about the one in uh, the one right off Market, right? Yeah, 
yeah, yeah, yeah. The new one, yeah, that one right there is like really, really good. I remember when it opened, the same thing, like like long lines, but like similar thing. Like once you get in there, it's like very intimate. You sit with like other people at different tables. You don't know where the hell you are, but it's very, very good. I'm all um, for that. I mean, sometimes yeah. if the food's good enough, you don't mind waiting in a line or chumming up with other <laughs> random people, man. Yeah, I like going by myself because then you, you know, they'll skip you. They'll, uh, they're like, oh, you're by yourself? Uh, they'll usually have a space uh, empty and you really get to socialize and talk food. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's definitely fun. Uh, I'm curious, since this is more of like spill the sauce, like condiment hot sauce episode, what are some like, we asked this to all like our Latin American guests, but like what are some like sauces or condiments that, from Latin America that are underrated besides like hot sauce? Because we're tired of that right now. We want like the different, we want like the in, like the in deep scoop of like what's good. So South America, I think in in Venezuela, the most popular sauce will be uh, um, um, oh my god, sorry, I'm like breaking this right now. Um, it's not that popular. No, uh, I'm just kidding. Wasacaca. So the wasacaca is like a garlicky aioli. It's not like guacamole. The guacamole is pure uh, pure uh, avocado. It's got more of a garlicky kick, uh, kick to it, um, and then. Another sauce that I really like from South America is uh, uh, salsa de huancaina, which is that Peruvian yellow uh, sauce that they usually put with your restaurant chicken, or they have papa la huancaina, which is like potatoes just covered on this yellow sauce that's made of uh, ají amarillo and uh, um, evaporated milk and pretty much crackers. Mm. Um, but it's delicious. Um, that's and then, so and then you know, in, in South America, depending on where you are, in Venezuela, for example, we don't really have that much spicy sauces. So when I started doing that at SMBC, I had to like make a spicy sauce of my own because most of the chilies that chilies that we grow, they're very sweet. Wait, so what do you mean? Like they're like oh, they're sweet and like flavor, so you make your own. Yeah. So 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 I never felt like. Like I needed to make a hot sauce, but since it was always requested, I started making a hot sauce. <laughs> you should, dude. You should. I think like there's definitely places like that here. There's a, it's, it's not a Latin place. I think it's like an African place here in San Diego. Like they have like whenever I go to the farmers market, they're a restaurant, but they sell like their food and their hot sauce bottle. Like it's pretty pretty cool. I think it's kind of like piri piri like sauce or something, but it's pretty cool too. I think, I think the people would be cool for that. I mean, can you like? Are like arepas like usually like? Can you have them like with spicy or like they're not much be spicy? You can have them like whatever freestyle. Or you can have it with anything. Like now that I'm like really trying with a lot of different things, you can you can have like three different types of sauces in there, and it's just you know you make it messy and and have fun with it. Uh, That's what's up. I mean, you're talking you're talking to the right community, dude. Like I think. I just love that I think it's one of those like underrated like Latin foods that barely anyone knows about. But we're like, it's, you know, like when you go on TikTok or like Instagram and they put like the if you know, you know. I feel like Arepas is like that. Like the if you know, like you know, you're having like some good shit. Because like what's yeah. similar to that, like here in SoCal, like they don't have it a lot. But like a lot of like Mexican taquerias here will have like a molita, which is like, it's not as similar, but it's like an open face taco, which is like the best I can kind of describe it kind of as. But like with Arepa, it's like shuttled away, but it's like kind of open. It's like an open face sandwich in a way. It's pretty good. Um, now I just kind of want to go to Vegas to have that place again. Or I should go to San Francisco and have some more Chef Victor's Arepas. That'd be awesome. Me uh, too. 
uh, dude, I mean, th- those are really good. But kind of, so this is the last, last question we like to ask everyone before letting them off. So let's say you're driving right. from Florida to San Francisco. Uh, you're stopped by a gas station. You're in the middle of your road trip to get some gas, obviously, and some good things. What are three gas station essential items that you're going to pick up? Like a chips, a, you know, like a stick, whatever it is, a snack, whatever it is. What are three things you get every time? That's pretty easy. Uh, blue, clear, Gatorade, Ooh. the ice the ice Gatorade, uh, some vinegar chips, and beef jerky. I like, to, I like to pair beef jerky with some vinegar chips. I think it's just, it's just fire. That makes sense, like salty beef jerky. Does that sound pretty yeah. crispy beef jerky? I'm down with it. No, a lot of people they struggle because they think it's like this crazy question. They're just like, "Oh, I've never thought about this. Give me a week." Um, but no, you rolled with it quick. Yeah, like these are like my go-to items. Really, every time I, I go on a on a trip. I can just see Chef Victor right now, like just on his bike, like biking down Market Street with like a bag full of her but just a blue Gatorade and like just a fucking beef jerky just crushing life. You got my bag right here. <laughs> oh shit. There he goes. He's he's really on the he's really on the road right now. Uh, <laughs> Chef Victor, man, thanks so much for doing this. We really, really appreciate you taking the time. I know you're a very busy guy. Just plug yourself, kinda of tell us where we can find everything we need to know about you and in Arepas and Beachy. Uh, you can find me on Arepas NBC Instagram or Chef Aguilera. And all the information is updated weekly on our website, arepasnbc.com. And we're at Maze on Polk, 1233, uh, sorry, 1233 Polk Street, uh, 6 p.m. to 12 at night or until we run out of food every week. And if you're in San Francisco Bay Area, I highly recommend trying it. Uh, if you haven't had an arepa especially, please try it from Chef Victor. You won't be disappointed. You're actually going to be super hyped to have the next time around. Uh, again, man, thanks for joining our podcast. Uh, when I'm up well, in the Bay Area again... No, totally, dude. Anytime you want to come on, you're more than welcome to. When I come to the Bay Area, I'll make sure to come say hello and give, come give you a visit, dude. Yeah, if you need anything, just let me know. Right on. Awesome. Especially once you get maybe like a food truck running or something on the next step, we got to have you back on. Yeah, that'd be awesome, dude. Yeah, hit me up, Sam. Right awesome. on, Cheers, man. Victor. Take care, buddy. Thanks, Victor. Have All a right. good day, buddy. Good day, guys. Bye.